0: We are recording. (laughs) Um, All right, let's do it. it Hmm. Welcome to a very special pandemic edition of the Excalibros. The self-isolation edition. The self-isolation edition. You know what's weird? And this is kind of spoiler alerty. Like we've had a couple of episodes here. And we've been a little late in putting them out, but a couple episodes of like these aren't great issues. Like I felt awful reading these books, like the, the the disease was having to to read those books. And now the books are starting to like turn the corner a little bit. And now real life has hit the shitter. Like I would much rather have to read shitty books once a month than have to live in a shitty world that we're living in, Dan. It's uh it's disappointing.
1: It is disappointing. Um but all we can do is stay inside. Don't look at anyone. And um, don't look at anyone. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Nah, I mean, just stay inside, but like, be be chill about it. I was. It's crazy the amount of like. I was laughing today because um, in my country they've just announced today that we're closing all the pubs, leisure centers, mm-hmm. gyms. All I'm seeing from um, across my social media, people are like last gym session, and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna die out the pub, and I'm like. I don't want to be harsh, but like do you not have like hobbies or like anything <laughs> else? But I suppose the gym is the
0: hobby. Yep. But I mean, like, gym the gym is the hobby.
1: i I mean like the pub's just like just buy some beers in. I'm sure you could panic buy a few beers before um and yep. have a party. It'll
0: you smell totally nicer
1: in your own home than than going to a pub.
0: In LA they closed um, all the the restaurants and bars and stuff last Sunday. And now the governor has issued that everyone uh, aside from like emergency workers and essential, uh, et cetera, has, has, is, is not supposed to go to work. Um, and any office that is, uh, asking non-essential people to come to work can be fined. So lots of craziness happening here. I was actually able to find some toilet paper this morning, so I'm excited.
1: Uh, well, at least you've got a response. Uh, my, uh, Prime Minister who has the beautiful hashtag Boris the Butcher because of the way he's responded to the crisis, um, is dragging his heels so much that people are dying. Um, but now he's finally conceded that the schools need to close and pubs and stuff need to close. And they're going to pay people the first time in in my country's history. They're actually paying wages to the people that they've um, basically made unemployed, um, for a period of so many months. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it is madness. Like, I've had to reassure a lot of people to just stay social on social media, and that's what I'd say to all the listeners, is just try and be social anyway, even if you can't leave your house, because it's not, it's not the end of your life that you can't leave the house, just text people more. (laughs) Um, I know that's an easy thing to say, but it'll, it'll help. For sure.
0: I have, uh, this morning, I started downloading Animal Crossing, so I will be living a virtual life on an island, and fishing, and building, and, you know, creating friends there, so there there are other ways to, uh, experience a, a world, a world. Yeah. I've never, I've never played The Sims before.
1: Um, it was free on the PlayStation last month, I might as well download it and make a family or something. <laughs> um, but no, um... Yeah, uh, no, we're not, we're not a, a, a panic service. We're a comic book, um, podcast, but I would just right. say just stay safe, everyone, and just use common sense. A, but don't, don't go crazy and buy like, um, a hundred packets
0: of, I don't know. Yeah, please don't buy yeah. everything. Like just buy your normal amounts and everyone can buy the normal amounts and we'll all have the stuff that we need. You don't yeah, need to start hoarding. <laughs>
1: What was really upsetting, and I know this has gone completely off topic, well, it's it's a major topic of the world. Is um I today there was some videos released of nurses that have come out of 48 hour shifts and gone to the supermarkets to um, buy stuff mm-hmm. for themselves, you know, to survive because you know they're important, they're nurses, they're on the front line, and there was nothing for them. Like everything has been gone, has, eaten, right. has been taken. Like I, um today um we went shopping for the last of our like sort of perishable goods for the week like um like we always do we just buy like a week's worth of perishable goods so fruit veg milk Mm -hmm. and all that jazz um and there were just people that are just like they might as well have had um their arms on the shelves and just sliding it all into the trolley Um, (laughs) no no one needs that many um chickpeas in anyone's life i don't understand why you'd have like eight tins of chickpeas like what are you gonna do with that apart from use all the toilet roll you bought after eating all of those big beans, I suppose. But um, yeah, people are mad.
0: They are, and we're about to jump into some other mad worlds here, because uh, we're gonna we're gonna this is gonna be a, a traditional episode. I know we've got a number of like uh the new issues to go over, which were, you know, part of the reason we haven't been jumping on these so fast is X, the new Excalibur has taken a turn for the awful, and. uh <laughs> And New Mutants is only, is, is, it's only the Hickman issues that are enjoyable. The others are, are just like a pain for pain's sake. So it's, it's hard for us to even want to read these, especially since the old issues were also not in the best, the best issues we've seen, but we're back and we're covering these older issues and I'm, I'm quite happy, uh, with what we have to read or discuss this, this time, Dan. Uh, these are, Especially this Exiles issue, I, I thought was, uh, a really fun. Fun? Really <laughs> a, a nice oh, read. Yes. It was a good read. I, I was enjoying every, a lot of what's happening here. So we're gonna, we're gonna cover Exiles, we're gonna cover Excalibur, and we're gonna cover Generation X. Uh, so Dan, uh, you wanna start us off with Exiles number 24? So Exiles number 24, written by Chad Winnick, uh,
1: penciled by Kev Walker, um, Inks by Kev Walker, I believe, and, uh, according to my book, it's, the colorist is Transparency Digital still, uh-huh. and the letters are Altertron and David Sharp. And we have a front cover, uh, which is Gambit, Angel and Vision, uh, three members of Weapon X, and I actually really like it. Like, I really like the way it's, um, like a painted style. I think Vision looking like the Terminator is always a good look. Um, and everyone looks um, bizarrely happy they also they have the faces of judge Dredd. um they look like 2000 ad characters
0: which um, fits with what we're going to be reading with excalibur obviously exactly yeah no i love um, this cover as well i love the painted style they all look like grizzled in a uh, like they've seen too much shit and they, they can't be happy again look to it i love how faded i love how angel the character who's supposed to be uh, very different. Is <laughs> it, it seems the most grizzled and the most upset and most like ready to, to turn cannibal here on the cover. It uh it it really fits with the tone of the team and I, I think it looks really good. Um maybe yeah. the best cover we've seen in Exiles in a long time.
1: In a very long time, to be fair. because <laughs> <laughs> I because the last one was just Iron Man, wasn't it? it was, um mm-hmm. it was Doom Doom Cape. Um but yes, so Previously, we had seen that Iron Man, through all of his machinations, has become supreme ruler of the world. Um, but only the Inhumans, with Sue Storm, um, sort of hold out as a last resistance to what to his Iron Will, pun intended. Um, and our Weapon X have teleported in at the last moment to help him defeat the Inhumans. And... The issue um, is essentially starts with um, a sort of standoff between Stark and the uh, Weapon X. We get to find out a bit more about the Weapon X. Um, it's just a, a bog-standard van- vanilla uh, gambit. Um, but ha- I say that, but personality-wise, he's written really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just like a your normal average gambler. I think the only difference is he wears slightly different clothes, and he uses knives instead mm. of cards. Um, Vision is clearly from a timeline where he didn't embrace humanity. <laughs> yeah. um, Hulk or, uh, is Jen Wal- Walters in this version, and she used to be a uh, mobster, and now she's a gamma-irradiated mobster. Uh, Angel is an assassin. Storm is apparently this is the only thing I have a problem with. Sam's so apparently sixteen years old, but she still talks like the nineties cartoon. song. Um, yeah, but she's
0: also like embraced like her shamanistic roots as well in this one.
1: Yes, and and I really do like the fact that she rules half of Africa. Mm-hmm. It's her like, thing, and then we have um, Spider, the Deadpool of the group, um, who is the Spider from the previous weapon X, who is Peter Parker merged with the a symbiont. Um, I'm going to just go out on a limb, because he's fully red. It might be Carnage, but right. it is really mad.
0: Yeah. Um, so, we, we saw Weapon X appear once before. I think Vision and uh, Spidey were part of this, but is everyone else new? I think everyone else is new. Um, <laughs> because Sabretooth was on that that one, with like a right. lot
1: of Weapon X. like People like an actual Deadpool, right. for example. Um, and a lot of them got murdered or disappeared and obviously in between their travels um, they've replaced. I actually quite like this sort of ragtag team. Me too. And it's probably the first, the Weapon X team's the first team that doesn't have non, that has non X-Men characters as part of its roster Mm -hmm. um, or non mutants um, as part of the roster and I think it's quite an interesting sort of look for them and we have some fun sort of dialogue. Um I will say one thing as a spoiler. I do think Winnick sort of uh, milks Spidey like he milks Morph, but Morph is usually Morph fun.
0: The humor in the Uh, book is definitely the worst part of the book. Like, none of of the jokes are funny. This all comes off as, like, really forced humor. Because I I assume he's
1: supposed to be, like, a dark version of Morph because of the way he talks mm -hmm. and the way he flirts. But it just doesn't... Hit the right notes that it should. Um, Yes. So um, Gambit leads this team now, not Sabretooth, and they um, talk to each other. And Stark doesn't believe them until Gambit reveals that Stark had murdered his uh, dad previously, uh, something only he knows. And then there's um, a lot of sort of exposition, which wasn't really in the last. Well, there was the last book was just exposition, but done in a, a less of a bland manner. Um, not saying that it's a bad comic, it's just, it's kind of exposition heavy in places. Uh, um, mm-hmm. we find out that Reed Richards has a key that will deactivate the force field, which will allow them to, um, well, Reed Richards made a key because he's dead now. Um, will allow them to get the Inhumans. Weapon X's mission is to help him. Their Vision and Angel destroy some invisible robots because they're there. Um, and everyone's like, oh, where should we get, how do we get the, the key? And he's like, oh, it's with Simon Williams, uh, Wonder Man. And everyone's like, oh, that's not a bad thing until Stark tells them that Wonder Man was there when he destroyed the Hulk and has been irradiated by gamma energy and is now like a superpower in his own right. Um, and while this is happening, they, they're just like in a garden with a million butterflies, it would seem. Um, this garden has lots of butterflies. Um so their mission is clear, go get the key from Wonderman, uh, who is living in Hawaii, or in some western uh northwestern Hawaiian islands, with Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange who has no legs. Um and the Weapon X team sort of infiltrate with talismans. Uh get the upper hand on Doctor Strange and but Doctor Strange destroys the talisman, which then alerts Wonder Man and a big fight ensues, which ends with, um, basically it's a big, the big fight's a distraction, because Vision and, uh, Angel go to get the key. And while they're fighting, Wonder is threatened by Spider, which makes Simon go full on Hulk and Rage and, uh, S- Stark gave Gambit some sort of like, negative zone projector, portal thing. Um, which they managed to push Simon in, but not without the sacrifice of their own Hulk, who is immediately replaced by Colossus. Um, And then we find a really dark thing happens, because as they've got the key and they're ready to assault Atalan, uh, it looks like Black Bolt has literally killed his entire species to save them the pain that would come from Stark. And it just ends like that. On such a great, beautifully happy note. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: I went through it pretty quick, but um, it is quite a simple, beated story. But it's really well-layered.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, All the characters seem really well-constructed. I like how the tone of the team is different than the Exiles. Like, they're willing to backstab whoever they need to just to get the mission done. Uh, They trick Jennifer into, like, helping out. And instead of helping her escape, it's like, whatever, we don't need you anymore. Because they know they'll get someone new. <laughs> and they do. Like a Colossus appears and they're like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you up in a minute. Hold on. Um, I love how the artwork is kind of gritty and dirty and ugly. It it fits with the tone of the characters as well as what's being portrayed in the story. Um yes. Even though the, a lot of the backgrounds are still kind of sparse here, it, it, all the, the, the lines and the veins and the, the great and ugliness of the characters really comes across in a great way. Um, I, I, like, I read this and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Like, I was, I was kind of, I wouldn't say blown away, but I was like, okay, this is, this is a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that we're, we sort of transitioned over to, uh, to this theme for a minute.
1: Yeah. I think we needed a a break, because um, obviously the whole point of this story is a break from when uh Blink disappears. Um, and uh we're coming to the point where Willick is leaving the book um, mm. as well after the story, and I feel like this is like his chance to tell a story without all the baggage that the other exiles have, and just go for like a darker tone and really run with it. And it doesn't feel like it's dark for dark's sake. It feels like all the characters are serving a purpose. Um, And it doesn't matter really, as opposed to Exiles, it doesn't matter that some of the characters don't really do much because it's a mini-series. It's like a mini-story. It's not like Exiles, which is like 20 issues long and you've heard Sunfire say two words. Um, It feels more like these are the characters he wants to push forward. My criticism is Spider. I think he's played too much like um uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Not in a good way. I think Gambit is more funny than like Gambit has better lines. To be fair, Vision and Angel made me chuckle way more than for sure. Um like Vision's like "I'll survive it" made me laugh. And um Angel's just like I, when he's when asked why you shoot he's like Vision started it.
2: Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> And like his like sort of him vomiting after his phase and stuff. Yeah, there were far more humorous moments. Um, the artwork is really character driven, and I really like what he what what Kev Walker does. It's crazy that, to think that um, from here he um, his style doesn't really change. But from here he he go like the next time I read him properly is in Avengers Arena.
2: Hmm. Or
1: is it a bit the the battle Royale. Right. Yeah. That's Walker. arena. Um. And like his style is the same, but sort of evolved into as a, a cleaner. Whereas I really like this gritty style, and this like sort of everyone looks like they've got scars all over all over their face, and no one seems to um, get away with uh, just a pretty face. Um, and like I said, it, it just matches the tone, and it's it's a fun read. And yes, I said that. Like certain thing, like it's a simple story, but sometimes a simple story done well is way better than a complex story done badly.
0: Yep. So, no, I found that every time, every Winnick story we read, we're always like, there's too much in this one. You know, it was like, we didn't need four issues. We needed just three issues to cover this story. Uh, I think he's good with the simple, like, this is the mission. This is the team. Let me explore the team as we fill out the mission. And, and sometimes it's, it's padded a little bit too much. So I, I like that. At least it seems uh unless the next issue is a bunch of padding that we're, <laughs> we're heading in the right direction here uh, well the fun thing is, is um Whittick leaves this and i believe
1: he he goes over to um dc to do outsiders mm-hmm. um with and i own those books because he mostly does simple missions but concentrates on the thing he's really good at which is characters mm-hmm. he's really good at character interactions
0: no i agree yes
1: we, we chastised him on the fact that he ignores some of his characters. Yeah. But the characters he likes, he's really good at um keeping them together. So um he he um he's uh his outsiders is really strong in that aspect. And um I think if we could have got this winnick for the previous so many issues consistently, um Exiles would have never had like a slump.
0: Um, yeah. You know, it's weird this team is just introduced and I feel like each character gets something to do whereas we've had the Exiles for 23 issues and still don't know anything about Sasquatch. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, mean, I
1: do feel like I know, I know more about um, all of these people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's kind of weird. Because um, to be fair he's only done these, these characters he's actually only allowed these characters to talk in this one issue because the last issue was just a recap of the right. universe. So... It's surprising, and the fact that he's leaving is kind of bizarre as well. Like he's just not knock, like knocking a like a home a home run kind of issues. Uh-huh. The last two issues have been very good, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving on a high." Um, so I'm excited to see um, how it ends. This, and I think it's just, I I'd argue it's the strongest start of the three books.
0: Uh today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Easily. So, yes. No, this is uh, like an excellent issue. I was, as I mentioned, I, I read. I was like, "Wow, this is really good." I want more with this team. I, w- I want this to keep going. You know, <laughs> um, I was Maybe never can, uh, uh, petition Marvel to get as a um, Weapon X book, right? The <laughs> I was never like into the Suicide Squad. To me, that always felt so. Uh, what's the word? I just lost it. Like you're enjoying the pain of characters, and and sometimes just like gore for gore's gore's sake, yeah, very masochistic, just like voyeuristic in an in evil way. The mm-hmm. way oh they all got bombs in the heads. If they don't do it, then we'll explode, and we'll make sure what character dies all the time. Blah blah, blah blah blah. And you're like, all right, this is just you just want like blood for blood. Um, But you and but even though there's a character sort of sacrifice here, it, it's not like. Now we get to see how how like evil and like messy they can be, and let's let's have some like uh, bloody fighting. It's just like no, they're they're awful people, and we get to see them be awful, but it's it's not done in a way that you're supposed to enjoy the the pain of each character. You know what I mean? This is like all right, yeah. they're bad, and I get it, and them double crossing their, their their teammate, I get it, and it's it's kind of fun for what it is, but it also doesn't feel like. You're enjoying the pain of everything that's happening in the issue. You're just like, alright, these are these awful characters. Let's go along for the ride for a minute. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, alright, let's, let's go along for a ride for like a couple of minutes. I would like to see more with this. Um, not going to spoil anything, but unfortunately, I feel like
1: when, uh, good old Austin takes the reins, um, and does a Weapon X story, uh, which he does, I feel like he pollutes the water a little bit. I think is the best way to say. Well, I mean, it would be interesting. Then. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how you feel about a Weapon X spinoff after that storyline. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's not I want a Weapon X spinoff. I want oh, written by Winnick. <laughs> you know, I just want him to do these characters some more.
1: Now, to be fair, I'm, um, I've probably been like talking in a bizarrely monotone voice about something like it's a great, but it is a really fun story. Like the idea that Stark is uh, a power hungry madman is not too far away from his actual character anyway. Right. Um especially around this time, um, a couple of years before Civil War um, happens. Um and the run up to Civil War where what should we do with Iron Man as a character? And I do enjoy Winnick when he's being um, pessimistic about the worlds that about the world in general. Um, I think... when... Um, he puts out an idea that's sort of like, it's this, but evil. Like the first... like, like Xavier being being Magneto, essentially. Um, right. It's a simple world reversal, but it's, it works so well. Um, and I feel like... this could have easily been issue one, two, and three of Exiles. Yeah. And... You'd have, you'd have rolled with it <laughs> easily. And I think Kev Walker does a fantastic job. I agree with you that the backgrounds are a bit sparse, and the digital colouring of the backgrounds is ugly. Um, the Athlan force field just looks like someone's painted, like digitally painted some weird shiny stuff behind that yeah. Ball all the time. Um, there's no... I feel like there's no need to digitally colour in uh walls that that Vision and Angel are phasing through while they're coloured in a traditional style, it it's it's more jarring than like artistically unique. Yeah. Um and I think the colour work is, is doesn't let down the colour work on the characters does not let down the characters, the colour work in the backgrounds makes for like a visually muddy sometimes um sort of certain areas. Um, still nicer looking than than some other books though. yeah there.
0: yeah no, I think this is a very similar to um who 's doing the current uh pencils for excalibur uh marcus Toe. yeah where you 're like all right, I like the character work um, but the backgrounds can be yeah but anyway uh, great issue i 'm glad we read it um, and uh I'm, I'm looking forward to issue twenty five
1: Yes, I believe that's the conclusion of this um wacky dark storyline. So yes, it is the conclusion of the storyline. <gasps> Crazy. And then your favourite character turns up in 26.
0: Alright, well we'll just have to see who that is.
1: Or <laughs> one of. Um, so.
0: Alright. It's, it's too early for it to be gold balls, so I wonder. Um... Or was it Egg now? He wants to be called Egg.
1: Egg. They, they may be, ter- they may turn up in an issue that we're reading today.
0: Ooh. So. I, I kind of had an idea. That's who it might be. Mm. All right. Well, jumping over to, uh, said issue, uh, Excalibur number 23. Um, this is, and I got to scroll in. This is, um, it's weird. It doesn't properly. Say here, but it looks like we have Claremont, uh, writing and Davis back on drawing. and um, we have, um, Claremont and Davis.
1: Yeah. We have Paul Neary. Yeah, Paul Neary, the-
0: Inker, Tom Orzachowski and Kevin uh, Cunningham as the letterers, Glenis Oliver, the colorist, uh, Terry Kavanaugh is the editor, but it doesn't expressly say that like Davis is penciling this. It's just like they're the creators. Um, it's the original crew.
1: Yeah. It's- It's practically the original crew of the, um... Basically. And it's part of the reason why
0: this is a a better issue than what we've seen previously. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) the only reason. I don't Um, even remember. It's been so long, I don't even remember where we left them off. Um... uh, Davis was last on, um... Oh, no, no, just like what the last issue was, even. Oh,
1: right, okay. The last issue was that bizarre, horrible, um... Iron Man versus Captain Britain. Captain Britain versus Captain Britain. Uh, Rachel. Things happened.
0: Doesn't matter. All we need to know is that they escaped. And they're, they're moving on to something else. But the cover, we have uh Kitty, uh who we now call Kate. But then was called Kitty, up against the wall with a wanted poster. And uh, Judge dread like Captain Amer- uh, Britain dressed people uh, pointing guns at her. It says, the death of Kitty Pride. Um I... I like the cover I uh, at least two-thirds of it um, we've got some background here of just like green lines that I don't understand why it's even there but um, I, a lot
1: like sorry can I, I'm,
0: no, I'm just, no I'm just looking
1: yeah um, there's a lot of effort gone into making this green background like
2: mm-hmm.
0: a different it,
1: it may not look like effort but I feel like there's a lot of time spent yeah and I don't understand what it is. I think it's
0: supposed to be, to be. the city, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, the the emotion on Kitty's face is, is perfect, and I like the coloring of the spotlight on her. Uh, I do love how these, uh, Judge Dredd-like characters, the, the coloring that's gone into the uniforms to make it so reminiscent of Captain Britain. Like, it's, uh, they're, they're pretty excellent uniforms, right? As, as far as parody goes.
1: Yeah, I love, I love these, uh, Judge Britons, as I'm gonna call them. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that she mimics the poster yep. image yep. perfectly. And it's just, it's just nice to see Alan Davis back. Um, sure. Color works brilliant. It just looks great. Right. Yeah. The green bit is a bit bizarre, but outside of that,
0: least, I love this cover.
1: Yeah. It is really nice. So, uh,
0: yeah. our Excalibur team is, is on the train and they're traveling somewhere and they don't know what's, what, what they're going to do. And then we cut to Kitty Pride with, um, one of my, Favorite character is Ilyana, and they're they're spying on Excalibur, and Kitty's like, bring them here, um, and so Ilyana creates like a construct uh, that looks like Kitty, and sends it on on their way towards them, um, but they're being Kitty and Ilyana are about to be uh, uh, bounced upon by the Justicers, which are basically the the Judge Dreads of this world, um, but back with Excalibur, uh, we have our dumb little scientist who is on this 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 trip for some reason Alistair Stewart he hasn't really done a whole lot he's just kind of like he's around and he he was someone that Kitty was into for a while and he he like says something during their adventures but he's usually just getting saved you know what i mean he's just <laughs> and once again here he does something stupid gets knocked out and like oh we better save him um and then Excalibur is summoned to this giant tower um, and in this tower, the judges are there to kind of arrest everyone. Uh, Doug Ramsey shows up to sort of uh, mediate what's happening. And then the train comes in, and um, Phoenix is able to stop it before it goes through everything. And then there's a fight. And uh, Captain Britain sees that Kitty has fallen out of the building, so he goes to save her, and he's shot. So they're all falling to the ground. Megan goes out to save them, but this world is so polluted that it kind of just, like, burns her up, almost like radiation. So she starts falling as well. And then we get to the most interesting part of this issue for me is that Kurt runs into his counterpart, who's like a normal, quote-unquote, looking Kurt, um, and, and they have a little sparring match until uh, Kurt is shot in the back. What, what did you think of this guy, this, like, Kurt Light I love. I loved it. I love the
1: fact that they look the same but different. Like even turned to the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that cats. Like I have a tail <laughs> and um, yeah. takes his Ken, and they have like a nice little fight. I thought it was a really fun little um, side. Um, obviously we'll talk about the art, but these are some of the great pages. Like oh yeah, all the pages, all I, the pages. I, are
2: busy.
0: I feel like we're we're back to a, a very strong issue art wise. Uh, the coloring is clear, um, decisive. Uh, I love the angles we see the buildings here, the perspective. Like there's even like a, a silly panel like Doug Ramsey, but like, hold on a second, let me talk. But the way that it's shot is it's the cameras from behind the judges, you see them colored darkly and, and, and mm-hmm. Doug Ramsey in the foreground uh, or the background facing us. Like just really subtle choices here that mark the, you know, the, the mark of a really experienced artist. So, uh, this is a welcome return, isn't it? Yes, very much so. It's
1: um it just looks lovely. I love how Ileana who's wearing I assume she's the Sorcerer Supreme she's wearing Doctor Strange's sort of garb. Right. From that time. Um I just love her hair. It's yep. so like angular and yep. crazy. <laughs> um but I, I generally think it looks fantastic. It's just um there's so much detail um fun to be had in every panel. Um, as opposed to some of the other issues we've recently had. So it's, an, yeah. it's just refreshing to have good artwork on this book, even sure. if the story is maybe not
0: up to a stretch. It's, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> um, so apparently it's it's illegal to be a mutant or a superhero in this universe, and so some of our members are captured, um, and this judge wants to like capture everyone else, but Ilyana's is like, hey, you took all the bad people, your warrant doesn't have any thing written about anyone else, you gotta leave, so they leave. It's weird the judges are like strict obeyers of the law. So they leave, and we see that uh, Captain Britain and Kitty fall into what they think is the street, but it's actually just like the Atlantic Ocean just polluted to hell. Um, and they come up, and Captain Britain says he survived because of his powers, but Megan falls into it, and she comes up uh, sort of burnt or uh, via radiation poisoning um, because she can't handle this universe. And there are some quite crazy panels here of them swimming in the water with crazy sea beasts i love the perspective of them falling through these endless buildings um even when they come out of the water even though the the coloring is kind of crazy i love how it's almost like they're escaping from flames here it's uh it's really dynamic Um, and fun
1: yeah because i love the fact that um megan sets the water on fire when she hits it yeah there's like that really lovely panel of like the waters um the water surfaces on fire and uh, them just sort of like swimming underneath um but yeah it's just it's it, it's just a well defined world as opposed to some of the other ones we've seen recently um in this, in this, this like visually a well defined world
0: yeah no so. I totally agree um and if you have you know in nineteen eighty eight or whenever this came out probably early nineties you're not really certain how how aware American comic readers are of Judge it. Dread, but uh approaching it from this year, it's it's pretty obvious the parody that's happening here. So it's really it's easy to understand the world just from like the hints of it. You're like, all right, I know I've got this knowledge of Judge Dredd in my head already, so I can sort of fill in the cracks. Uh if that makes sense.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. We're definitely in Mega City
0: 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so Kurt goes on trial, and he, it's like a lot of dialogue talking about it's fair court, it's an unfair court, pretty obvious Claremont stuff happening here. But some great panels of Nightcrawler being lift up, lifted up by his neck, um, and, and those costumes are just so delicious, I love it. Uh, and he's thrown in with the other prisoners who are just like other mutants and throwaways and there's a weird Hulk in there. Um, so they, they try to escape and, uh, Nightcrawler finds this world's Megan and he's like, alright, I'm gonna help her. Um, and then we cut to Captain Britain going crazy, uh, fighting these other monsters. Uh, this panel here at the top, uh, page, Dan, it looks really wonky the way his body is twisted and he's got like, Breadstick legs and, and just an anvil for a torso, <laughs> but uh I will forgive it because there's just lots of craziness happening with these monsters.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a weaker panel. Um, but I do like sort of what they do with the other panel, like the panel after it, where he's holding them up and fighting them. Yeah, where it's just sort of just um, distant Im- distance imagery, like if, um it makes it makes what the first panel's is trying to achieve much easier um, for them. And like, you get the idea, the same sense of like being overwhelmed. And as always, uh, Brian is about as useful as a slice of toast. Yeah, um,
0: he's supposed to be the, the powerhouse, but he always ends up getting beaten up, like beaten up in the regular fight. I don't, <laughs> he's always beaten up. Megan, of course, comes to save the day, uh, and her powers have helped her to transform into a being that can sort of survive this environment. Um, and Kitty's like, hey uh, She starts to die from the environment and She's like, it was my best friend, Ilyana She did this to me, get her back um, Then we cut to Alistair Who's with uh, at the top of the building And um, Rachel is, is sleeping there Trying to recover And Ilyana goes full on crazy demon uh, Sorcerer I love her, her costume change here Into like the armored form And the, and the mm-hmm. horn sticking out I think it's perfect um, You know she's young Um, but, so it's like kind of a little sexualized, but I feel like this is the evil, like I would use this to my benefit sort of way that, that an evil Iliana would portray her body. If that makes sense, it doesn't feel sort of out of, I feel like she's,
1: she stayed in the child's form to like make everyone think that she's okay. Right. And now she's in like her, um,
0: her demon form. Yeah. Demon form. I I even love that the costume is a, a, like a tail, like a metal tail.
1: Yes. I, just, I, just, I do like this. She shifts into Rachel's mm-hmm. um, ridiculous costume, because it is ridiculous.
0: It is. <laughs> so. so she's trying to convince Alistair to like do her bidding. Uh, Nightcrawler escapes after beating up his sort of doppelganger here with Megan. Unfortunately, Megan is shot as they escape, and every bullet is fatal, apparently, no matter what. In this universe. <laughs> so I, whatever. Uh, just ha- hand, handering that away. Um, and her powers start to come in just as they're escaping and she's dead. It's kind of a little touching moment. Uh, a nice little character beat. Uh, Rachel wakes up, goes to attack Iliana, but she's not match for the, for Iliana's magic. But, uh, don't, not, not to worry because Nightcrawler is here. So they try to tag team it. Uh, the judges show up. Uh, then Kitty shows up again. I don't I don't sure sure Kitty's back. Um there's a, b- a big fight and then Ilyana turns into her like demon form which is like a giant minotaur with three horns. Uh then there's some more brawling happening and it takes a second captain Britain to help uh stop this. Of course, uh, this other captain Britain brings his sister who's in her traditional outfit and I love the panel here of like the butterfly um psionic attack happening.
1: Beautiful. You also
0: mm-hmm. That kitty is actually Megan. Because she's wearing Megan's clothes.
1: Makes sense. Okay, yeah, that
0: makes way more sense. I was like,
1: what's what's going on? (laughs) I I thought it was... I was like, there's two kitties. And then I was like, oh, wait, Megan's a shapeshifter. I forget that Megan can do loads of stuff. Right. Um, She's like um, Martian Manhunter,
0: essentially. Mm, Right. So they all basically team up to take out Ilyana. And afterwards, they're like, all right, we're going to arrest you two because you're superheroes. Then... Alistair's like, well, wait a second. Superhero just means you're dressed up in costumes and being blah, 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 blah. Aren't you a superhero? And they're like, well, good point. I'll let you guys go. The end. Like, it's a dumb ending. But um, aside from that, like the character designs, the action, uh, like the, the few good character moments. This is, this is not the best Excalibur we've ever had, but compared to the previous, I don't know, 15 issues, this is like a welcome return to, to form. Yeah, um the story, Claremont's cross-time
1: caper is just him vomiting on a page, essentially, and Davis, not many of the Trying artists, to make some sense out of it. Yeah, not many, not many of the artists we have, there's some that have worked, but not many artists can, like, artists can like, survive Claremont's, um diatribe here. But um the fun thing, the funny thing is, is like, it's starting to get, like, it looks lovely. And I adore there's a part of me after seeing him draw Psylocke, it's part of me like, she should be on the team. Because she looks oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she does. Um and um I really enjoy sort of some of the character beats he tries to do but it's all like doppelganger character beats, which we've seen him do many times, where it's like, Oh, I'm in love with this character but I won't tell him in real life, but I'll just let this doppelganger die. Um and, like, I do love the fight scenes and the colour work, and it's beautiful, and there's some fantastic panels. But I'm starting to get... bored? Or maybe, like, um, fed up of Claremont's... So every storyline's almost identical now. Yeah. Um They turn up, they're imprisoned, or at least attacked for a time. The The female characters are usually... In some kind of distress, and then it's all fine with the wave of a wand by the end of it. Yeah. Um and it's not, it doesn't really, it's not really, um, working. Like, you can see he's trying to quantum leap it, but it's just not working. And I know that everyone remembers Excalibur for the cross time caper, but I generally, and I'm like, oh, the, and when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, the cross time caper was kind of, you know, it would be fun to go through again. But until I read it now, I haven't read The Cross Time Caper for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I think what I got from it was, oh, there's these great issues with Alan Davis. And I didn't remember the rest and the fact that exactly. the, story, <laughs> the stories are, are practically the same. And basically, because they're practically the same, my nostalgia felt was probably like, oh, it's about this. Like, if you ask me about, before reading it again, well, what's the Crosstown Cape? I was like, oh, it's Excalibur, which different realities. It's like Quantum Leap, but with Excalibur. That's all I would have been able to say. And I was like, oh, now that Davis does the art and it looks lovely. Mm-hmm. Now reading it, I'm like, avoid it like the plague.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, read, read read the first couple issues and then anytime Davis comes back, but skip everything else. Because it... It's not like he's
1: because I I don't know what's happening at the same time in the other Xbox but I think this is the this is the zenith of he's got too much on his plate
2: Mm -hmm. oh Um, yeah for sure
1: and I feel like he thinks he's being out there and wacky but it's the same conservative Clem on ideas playing over and over again yeah and if it wasn't if it wasn't for Davis um we'd we'd Criticize this heavily, just like we criticized the last couple that are not drawn. Because like Davis saves the book completely. Oh yeah,
0: totally. Like, and the color work as well here. Like yes, yes Oliver um, is 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 right there with Davis, just like nailing everything that they're supposed to be nailing.
1: It, it looks like Excalibur. It, it it it's got a like sort of sense of style like Excalibur. Cat, um, I have to mention Cat. Obviously, Cat looks fantastic throughout, Does even mean- his and I just love that Davis poses him like an acrobat, right like he's always slight and um sort of uh performing he's always performing um in his pose. like he's he's always posing or putting on a little show visually um I like the fact that he really runs with the fiery. Sort of visual style of the Phoenix and Rachel's always kind of like boisterous and up in your face and right. Megan's and, and it just goes to show that how much I'm missing that it's on this book because his his style and like his, his ability to convey his characters is fantastic and even the new the new uh, Justica's, um or Justicars are fantastic as well and their designs are perfect but alas. It's marrying the story and the art doesn't really quite work for me. It's much better than previous issues, though, let's be fair. Sure. So, yes.
0: All right, well, it's a pretty good issue. I would uh, totally recommend reading this one. And after this, uh, I think we're, we're jumping into the bad portion uh, of the books, then, because we're jumping into Generation X here. And, uh, oh, boy.
1: I thought you meant Excalibur. I was like, Alan Davis is on the next one
0: as well. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It's uh it's Generation X number twelve. And um Yep. I, I'm glad that you're covering it.
1: Right, so um Generation X, um, number twelve, written by Scott Lobdell. Uh Tom uh Gummett is pencils um uh, Steve Buccioletto and Electric Crayon are colours, inks are, um I can hardly read this writing, because the, the, the font.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Is horrible. Um oh, the pot is Scott of Doe, Del, Todd Lobdell, Todd, Todd de um Todd de, I can't even read that. Todd Tom DeLacco is the scripter, uh, there's like five inkers, um and to craft and Richard Star-, Star-, Star Starkings is the letter. Whoever let this 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 is trying to hide the scene of the crime. <laughs> so, like I generally can't read the um, horrible it's a horrible font. Um our font cover is by uh Bacalo. however I am I do like it's Bacalow but it's like Bacalow phoning it in. Yeah, you know I mean, he found
0: it in so much that like we're going to shrink this down and put a border around it because this is not good.
1: Yeah, cuz the color work makes it lifeless. Um, everyone looks like the I assume they are all supposed to be zombies. Uh well like z- zoned out at least. I guess. But nothing really works. The border is horrible. Um, it's just a bad cover, and it's like the return of Generation X is foe, and I'm like, you're only on issue, like, ten or whatever, you
2: know, Right. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> um, so we start with M-Plate being molested by a up spirit hand, um, because apparently he travels through dimensions, and we are treated, I suppose, the wrong word, um, to... What can only be described as a monologue via three characters, um... as they discuss what they're going to do and how they're going to get their precious penance back because she needs to feast on her succulent bones. You know, highlighted blue, um, those words, because he obviously changed his voice to make it sound worse. Um... (laughs) And then we have a really... This really annoys me because, like, um like I said before the artist was on Superboy and I really enjoy what he did on Superboy and I feel like this is not the same artist but it is Um, so we have a panel of our kids and uh, Banshee and a car that doesn't quite feel right size wise perspective wise no Um, Paul Mondo is drawn like a pregnant woman Um, and everyone else is either got cinched belts like um M or um, some of the uh, that yeah it's not it's not bad it's just not pleasant um they all look kind of wonky
0: you know I don't I don't know how yeah. like they're all over exaggerated to make them look like cartoons if that makes sense
1: exactly and the perspective slightly weird um at first I thought it was a coloring mistake with skin but it's actually a story thing but mm. I generally forgot that he he did this? Is this the first time he does this? Where he can make his skin look normal?
0: I don't remember... Yeah, maybe this is the first time.
1: So, um... Skin and uh, chamber after off to the post office. Or um, just off, away from the rest. And the rest are just going to have fun around the city. Um, and split up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talking heads... Skin often looks like Mondo, then looks, like, they, I, I see what they're trying to do, they're trying to keep him less warped than he normally is because he's keeping his form, but he, he's consistently shifting and it feels yeah. more like, and like, the. I'm just gonna say foreheads. Foreheads are a problem in this book. Um profile foreheads are a massive problem <laughs> for me in this They're book. all over. Like, Like, they're all extended as well. Like I don't... I don't think human beings... They all look like Klingons. There you go. They've all got like bulbous foreheads for some unknown reason. Especially Chamber. um, Who has some problems at the door of this place that he's going in. Until they... Because apparently they don't learn. Then people who um, wear scarves over their faces. Mm -hmm. um, Like burn victims. Uh, But then he goes into a restaurant because he's booked it. Um... Now, I don't think this is an actual thing that happened in Generation X1, but Skin has a headache, um, which apparently he suffered. A massive yeah, I didn't remember that either. Uh, I know he freaked out that he might get ripped when um, Sink Sync was syncing up with him, but I can't remember him having a headache because he used his powers. Um, so, but that's a thing, and then he gets knocked out while parking the car in a place that says no parking anytime. Um... Banshee and M um, have hot dogs, which makes uh, Em cry. Because she just starts randomly having these white things appear on her face because they don't look like tears. Um, and they're trying to have a heart... Banshee's trying to get to the bottom of everything with her and, like, her zoning out and stuff. Um, she's not particularly in a mood to talk to him, and she just runs away. Um, and he is also attacked by a shadowy figure. Emma and is back at the school and is sort of monologuing, which you can tell it's not Labdel because he doesn't monologue as much as this. Mm-hmm. And um, Penance is in the background; she psychically attacks Penance because she wants to read her mind, or she's trying to train Penance. It's really not clear what she why she actually did it in the first place, but that psychic attack makes no sense. Like, visually, it's just a mess. Um, then she tries to read in mind, and as she reads the mind, end plate shows up, and then we cut to the kids, the rest of the kids who are um, having a little conversation. Uh, Paige is like, I fancy someone. Um, and Mondo's like, but it'll never work. And Mondo's like, never's a long time. And they've ordered some food, and the food is poisonous smoke. Um, so finally, it's, was it
0: Vicente, Vincent, the guy from... Uh... <laughs> Next generation
1: Asian. next. Yeah. Yeah, the age of apocalypse He's, um knocked them all out. Um we find out that John has been waiting for a young woman who um he used to know who's in a wheelchair. Um it's kind of it feels like it it's because of him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um that, that happened. Um and they have a little conversation, then she has an M plate mouth on her hand. And she asks, and she um, feeds, or she shoves it in his chest, uh, which basically knocks him out as well. And then Monet has flown all the way back to school, um, monologuing about how she's been horrible to Banshee. Then she sort of gains about five pounds around the face. Um,
0: Yeah, just, just the right cheek.
1: Yep and then she looks at all her friends who are unconscious and ready to be burnt at the stake and M-Plates there with all the people that have attacked um, her teammates and m play finally reveals that he is the older brother of M and we end it there with an advert for something called X-Nation 2099 which is a book I definitely didn't want to read no,
0: um, yeah.
1: so yes I- Artistically, it's really bland. Yeah. Uh,
0: boring, uh, as, as, you mentioned, the, the dialogue is really monolog which is not a Lobdell thing. Is, is this the point we're getting to here as well, where he's about to hop off the book?
1: Yeah, I think he, he hops off the book very soon. Like, he he, 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 I think they try and deal with some of the Monet stuff, and then he just leaves it. Then someone else decides to deal with it, and it's Changes a mess. It. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't uh, like reading this book at all, uh, Dan. Uh, the artwork was kind of ugly and m- like dismorphed, and no one looked like they're supposed to look. They would change panel to panel. Uh, it didn't feel like the characters. It just felt like someone who was trying to write these characters who doesn't normally write them. Like it was pretty apparent that this was not Lobdell taking a hands-on approach in this issue, right?
1: Pretty much. It's very much um, what I would consider a, a, or what I would call a collecting uh, book. Uh, a, a, an issue that you have because you are collecting the run of issues right, you right. are going in. This is not... Um, this is what they fop off on people who are loyal to the brand. <laughs> um, yeah. And it just feels... It's kind of a letdown because these characters... Um, Whatever internal struggles happened to make Lobdell, because this is where he like basically leaves all of the X-Books, isn't it? Not just Generation X. Right. Um, Whatever made him leave is a shame, because these characters had a really strong opening um, start in life, and we're getting to the point now where it's going to be quite shambolic for the next, up until issue 75, where it ends.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, great. So we got like 50 issues of just like, meh.
1: Um, there's some interesting ideas. I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy the ride, um, but here, once you've had such a strong run, you can, and then someone else is taking the reins, but it, it's not really them taking the reins. They're just writing the script up for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bob Del. Um I feel like if there was more creative control on um, the writer, then it may have been a diff- different circumstances. But M Play isn't a good villain and um, outside of his first appearance um I don't feel like is a concept of a mutant who's a mutant vampire um is fine but he has little to no presence unless Baclow is drawing him yeah um, cuz the visual the visual of him is what sells him not the concept and uh Gummer does not sell what he looks like like it's just he just looks like a an anemic version of, of the original concept. Um, mm. everything feels a bit dilute. He's now gathered up essentially a brotherhood of evil mutants. Um for his little you know, to fight the team right. when he little handedly fought the team last time. Um I know he's supposed to be a little bit less powered because he's not feeding off penance anymore, but I feel um it's very much a first in the arc story, but doesn't build any decent foundation, you could have just had the last two pages as the first two pages of the next issue, and we'd have just caught up. <laughs> For sure. Um, it, it's 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 hard to talk about. It's just it's just moaning about it. There's nothing. I think it's the worst type of book. It's 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 so middle of the road. Um, that it's just it yeah. has no emotional response. Other than dis- I suppose it just has disappointment. Yeah, I suppose
0: that's how I feel right now. Disappointed, empty.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have, but, um, I have a question though. Like we, we know we have Mplate and it, like at the end here, we have Emplate and Penance and, uh, Vicente and in the far right, you can see the girl that, that Jonah was on a date with. Um, and I guess someone's pushing her. I don't, I don't know who that is, but who's the dude with like the, the red bands wrapped all around him? I have no idea. We'll find out next time.
1: Hooray. Um, I imagine he just looks really boring. <laughs> yep. It's belts as well. It's not bands. It's actually leather belts. He's covered in leather belts.
0: It was, you know, um, I, I got my hopes up like when 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 skin got punched in the face and there was like the red band around the guy's fist and like, oh, is Juggernaut going to be in this? That could be interesting. No, it's some yeah. other dude.
1: I even thought it was—is it called forearm? I don't. The guy oh. with forearm. Yeah. I was even like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's like the mutant liberation front coming back because yeah. they defeated him last time or something.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, it's just r- Rando. It's just weird design, Rando. It's just, he looks almost like the guy pushing the wheelchair as well. Um, he looks like so. a like a He-Man reject. Like they were designing stuff like, well, nah, maybe not. Like even He-Man was like, nope, this is kind of sloppy. Let's do something else. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you know. Um, enjoy the next issue either to be absolutely honest, of course why would I (laughs) yeah so obviously this is not fun I I don't even want to talk about this anymore Dan this is just a bad bad issue and uh, it looks like we're in store for a few more
1: yes pretty much so um well two out of three ain't bad well it's like one good half mostly good and then this so it's not too bad no no no
0: Overall, well, uh, this was a good list of books to read. Um, exactly. We, we ended on a bit of a, a downer, but otherwise, yeah, our work on Excalibur well, was great. Exiles was really, really good. It was like, I, I, I enjoyed the majority of what we talked about today.
1: I know. It's, it's kind of weird because like, I expect this Generation X issue of playing it safe and just for the, playing it for the people collecting it in like the mid twenties.
0: Yeah. Not in yeah. The
1: first issues. Yeah. Um but obviously it made loads of money, didn't it? It was quite popular to begin with. So they're like we can have like a a transitional period while one person leaves and another yeah. one joins. Um because obviously um to end the podcast on a good note is, is is we could say that we um are gonna do another one sooner about the new Excalibur and New Mutants, but I feel like we could just easily, in a couple of words, sum up how we feel about those two ones.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel like at least we should talk about the New Mutants books that we like, <laughs> even though we have a Jason. Um, we can go into more detail. I, I would like to do that if, if nothing else. Like, oh, we can explore those and just give a brief like Excalibur did this dumb thing and then this dumb thing and then this dumb thing and just like breeze past that, even though like those are technically. More tied into our theme. It's not a book I really want to get into, uh, a whole lot. Uh, we'll just have to, um,
1: drop them all like stones mm. and just pick up some more Dawn of X books.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like here's, here's the thing. Like with uh, Hickman leaving the mutants, we're not going to cover that book anymore. Uh, I'm not reading. <laughs> I'm not like, I made, I made, I'm sorry if I made a unilateral decision here, Dan, but I don't want to cover a Brisson book if we don't have to.
2: That's fine.
1: Well, um, I was actually thinking because um, um, there is a few new books coming. Um, yeah, we could we could jump into the, the the newer stuff. Maybe not Cable, but like um, Hellions, Children of the Atom, X Factor. Because Children of the Atom has Nightcrawler in it, so it's connected right. to X X Factor has Rachel at least in it. Um, Hellions has. Um, Orphan Killer, who was in an episode issue of Generation X. So, we can tend to make it seem like it makes sense. It's fine if by me. If we
0: needed more stuff to read, I'd much rather just, like, go, you know, I started to read the, uh, the Peter David X Factor, um when Alex starts taking over the team. Like, that would be more in line with us reading, like, B-level X books that, from, from days gone past than anything else that's coming out. To be fair. This because um, I know this
1: is just as pontificating while our listeners uh, listen, but um, to be fair, if we grew to be the podcast that only deals with anything but the title X Men, yeah, <laughs> that
2: yeah, that's, that
1: that'll probably be us. I would be that. that. Be that. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that Peter because weirdly you should say that is um, I own the you know like I own Excalibur and these like gorgeous yeah. um right, uh, epic collections. I actually own the first Peter David. Um, havoc led in oh, a nice. collection um
0: it's
1: it's not as good as you remember <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: it, it is what it starts no i've read like um, the
0: first 5 or 6 issues I was like wow this is pretty good
1: but i feel like it suffers like um excalibur but when the artist leaves um it, it all disappears oh, <laughs> like bummer. what we should maybe talk about and I would love to reread um, is Peter David's X Factor from the 2000s. Sure. Uh Where they're the where it's Madrox and he runs the uh, Law fan.
0: Yeah, I think I've read maybe the first 15 issues of that as well and stopped for I don't remember why. But yeah, that would be another. I'm... Well, you know, everyone welcome to the behind the scenes uh, discussion as we decide what this podcast is even supposed to be moving forward. <laughs> impromptu uh, play meeting here. but uh, well,
1: To be fair, though, um, we have, um, just to let you into the future, listeners, we have a hundred issues of Ex- Exiles, and if we want to, we can carry on with new Exiles and then the reboot Exiles, because um, there was a second reboot Exiles that, before uh, Ahmed's, um, which was pa- uh, Jeff Parker, I think it was, mm. um, with with, a, with Blink on the team, but like Black Panther and Scarlet Witch and such like that on the team, which is such a weird. It only ran for like six issues, but we could always read New Exiles by Claremont. Uh, we've got a whole plethora 100. of
0: books that have been cancelled that we can pick through.
1: <laughs> it, it'll be interesting. I'm quite interested to um, read um, once we finish the Hundred Exiles um, and we read when Claremont ends the book um, uh, and then he tries to resurrect the book as New Exiles. Same concept, just his his characters instead of anyone
0: else's. Of course,
1: um, we could read that, and then obviously we could read Excalibur until it concludes, um, which I believe is 120 some issues, and then there's obviously a Excalibur after that, two 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 attempts. There's one where it's about Genosha, and then there's one where Captain Britain, and it's a it's a crossover because um, TJ is in that Excalibur, um, Nocturne is in that team of Excalibur. With Juggernaut, if I remember correctly. Um, so yes, there's actually lots of, it's only Gen X that just ends. <laughs> it doesn't have anything until the Gen X that we birthed at, like,
0: came out. Yeah, that was not a good book either. Alright, well, well, we'll discuss this off, off panel, so to speak, and come back to y'all. But, uh, Dan, where can, where can they find us?
1: You can find us online at, um podbean, dot uh, com, uh, forward slash Excalibros. You can type Excalibros into Google and we have circumvented this top search. It's no longer some random things from Destiny, the video game. It's now us. Um, you can find us on Stitcher, on uh, iTunes and every other respectable place on Twitter at Excalibur1 to send your opinions of what we should cover next. Um, anything to do with a sword? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We could literally, um, yeah. But I think that's everywhere. Yes, yeah, that's everywhere. That's everything. Yep. that's everything. Yep.
0: everything. Alright, well, we'll be back with, I think, at least some New Mutants highlights and some Excalibur lowlights uh, in the next issue. But uh, Dan, thank you so much, and we'll see everybody next time.
1: Bye. Bye bye.
0: Some crazy.